You're listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast, where we give you recovery nuggets to chew on and think about on your journey in recovery and on the path, featuring your host, David Clemen. What's up, all you recovery nuggets? It's your host, David Clemen. Today is August 17th, and uh, we just got back from the mountains on a large family trip which was the trip of a lifetime for the family. They've never been able to do that as a whole unit. So it was 14 of us in the mountains of North Carolina, Banner Elk Boone area. So we got to ride a mountain roller coaster. We went to Linville Caves and Caverns. We tried to go to Grandfather Mountain, but it was super thick and foggy. So we did not do that, but, um, s'mores were eaten by the fire a couple of nights. There was a wedding, which was beautiful beside the stream that was behind the property and lots of good food and board games and cards against humanity, family version. And, um, so we just got back just kind of hanging out and, uh, while I was on vacation, I got a notification that the Sober Buddy app on Instagram chose Recovery Nuggets as one of their top 10 recovery podcasts. So shout out to Sober Buddy. And I really am appreciative of that. It's your Sober Buddy on Instagram. And they have the Sober Buddy app that... I just downloaded, and from what I can tell, it's a really good resource, especially early in recovery. So I'm going to, now that I'm back, I'm going to dive into this. It's called the Sober Buddy app. You can get it on Apple and probably anywhere you can get your apps. But uh, you can create an account, and it tracks your sobriety time and has helpful tools. So I will get back to you on that. And I spoke with Megan from Soba Sisters. She actually nominated the podcast, so shout out Megan. And come to find out, she's now working with the crew at Sober Buddy App full-time as their marketing and social media uh, person. So that is really cool to see because Megan, I remember when Megan did her first reel and she was nervous about it and kind of resisted the, you know, the, not pressure, but the, the way that reels were headed for Instagram, but she jumped in and her reels are great. They're great content. There's, you know, a lot of times they're short and to the point, but you get the, that particular point about why quitting drinking is a good thing. And she shares tips. She has created an online community basically from nothing. And now she has about 25,000 followers. And she, I just saw on her Instagram today that, She's putting together a sober vacation in Bali. It's a retreat. And I would love to hear more about that. So her and I messaged a bit yesterday. So we're going to try and collaborate as far as meeting someone from your Sober Buddy and Sober Buddy app and do a collaboration there so we can see what all they have to offer and how they are helping the online recovery community. So... That was really cool, and I'm grateful that this podcast has been a positive influence in the recovery 
space online and that someone thought enough en- enough of it to nominate it to be in a top 10 recovery podcast. So that is quite a compliment. I'm humbled. I'm grateful. And it just, all it did was motivate me and, um, it really just motivated me and, and is driving me to do more and to find more people that want to come on and discuss this. So as I'm in this kind of summer break of doing scheduled guests, uh, behind the scenes, I do have a lot of people lined up coming up for the fall, but I want to still check in every week and thank you for showing up for your recovery, no matter where you are in your recovery. If you stumble upon this podcast because of different apps or Instagram profiles, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Recovery Nuggets is a space where real discussions are related to recovery and healing, and they happen with honest vulnerability. That's part of my mission statement that I have on my motivation board in front of me here in the Recovery Nuggets studio, which is my home office. And um, I'm just going to continue to put out good content for people in early recovery, people who are maybe a couple years in, and even people who've been in recovery 10, 15, 20 years, because this is a, it's a lifestyle. And there are bumps and bruises along the way, but if I don't, if I don't pick up the drink or the drug or the activity or action that causes my life self-destruction, I've got a chance to recover and keep working on things. And, um, you know, this trip was good because my life has entered a new season and uh, I just turned 50 and I've let go a lot of old images of myself. And a lot of those old images have to do with ego and what I thought my life would be versus what it is. You know, I, when I was using and drinking, I sold myself, I I sold myself short a lot of times. I didn't think I could complete tasks or achieve goals because the, you know, alcohol and drugs really were depressants. So once I came off of them, I was depressed. And then because of the depression, they were my tool to not feel bad for a while. And then it just creates a vicious cycle. Yet in recovery, I'm able to have self-awareness and see when things are working, see when things aren't working. And like right now, I've put on more weight. And for me, you know, we, we were really focused during the pandemic on losing weight and eating healthier and being super focused on it. But as things have opened back up, and these aren't excuses. This is the, this is really what I've noticed is it's been more invitations to go out to eat. Um, celebrations always include some type of sweet and, you know, there may be a soda there or something like that. And so for me, it's a slippery slope with food addiction in a sense, you know, Uh, being addicted to sugar and breads and pastas, all the, all the stuff that tastes so good, but really is, is not great for me and my physical well-being because sugar and breads and all that stuff, they, they create inflammation in the body. And that's when joints hurt, 
you know, muscles hurt, achy. And so when I drink tons of water and stick to proteins, vegetables, and healthy fats, I, I tend to feel a lot better and I have the energy to exercise and maintain it. And, you know, I can sit here and beat myself up over it or I can focus, be compassionate with myself and get back on it. And that's really what I'm going to do. I know that I can do it. I've done it before. Um, and I'm definitely not, you know, the heaviest I've ever been. And actually, I still look pretty healthy, but I know how my clothes are fitting. I know how my, um, I know how I look compared to when I was probably at my fittest recently. And so I just want to kind of correct, correct the path that I've gotten off of and get back on the path. And that can apply to anything in recovery. You know, the path is narrow, yet if I get off a step or two, I can easily correct it. It's when I leave the path and just go the other way, that's when it gets difficult. And I'm just talking about awareness of where I'm at in my recovery. Uh, I don't angst over this stuff too much, but I definitely can, it can affect my confidence. It can affect my mental attitude. It can affect, you know, what, how I look at my goals, you know, and it's real subtle because you have to eat to live, but what happens is, am I making positive choices for kind of optimal energy going through this day-to-day -day walk in life? And recently, you know, there's been cake, soda, bread, all the stuff that really slows me down and makes me feel kind of lethargic. And, um, you know, I'm just ready to recommit. And so I'm talking about it on here. You know, I have to talk about anything that affects my recovery and, Recently, I've been sharing about how turning 50 affected me and how, you know, letting go of what I thought should be versus accepting and, and being grateful for what is. Talked about a lot of different stuff that have, have affected my mentality recently. And, you know, my life's in the end of my using. It was basically me alone in a room by myself. I share that all the time. That's what my the worst of my addiction brought me, was me in a room alone by myself. And recovery has given me this life to where I'm a part of so many people's lives. And I'm not saying that in like, I'm so great. I'm saying it's it's pulled me out of the darkness to where the foundation of my recovery is working on myself, society, which means other people, and society at large, and being a part of something, um, a relationship with my higher power. And even if you don't have a higher power, it's just whatever works for you, you know, and then service to others. Those are the like kind of the four pillars of what helped me maintain. in recovery. It helps me maintain all of these relationships. And what I mean by that is like in the morning, I get up 
and Janet and I have coffee. So that's my intimate relationship, my partner. And then we have a dog, Sophie May. So she needs to be fed every day. And Janet's really good about feeding her. And I'm, I'm designated Sophie Walker most of the time. Cause she loves to, she, she, I don't know what it is. She loves going on a walk with me. It's like her, our time. And then when I go to work, you know, I drive in traffic and if someone needs to get in front of me, go ahead. I don't care. I'm not in that big of a hurry. I work 10 minutes from work. I live 10 minutes from work. So I have a pretty solid routine. I'm not late. I get there on time. Then when I'm at work, I'm present. You know, I look at what we have to do for the day and I help the staff with make sure they have everything they need. And then with the knowledge that I've gained over the 16 years of doing the type of work I do, I'm willing to share that. And also, you know, I like humor. Humor helps me get through a day. So um, I apply that. And when problems come up, we just deal with it. We don't put it off. We just, all right, we got to fix this. Let's fix this. What can we do? All right. It's nobody's fault. Let's just reevaluate. And then when I leave work, I'm back in traffic. Try to be aware and share the road and be uh, considerate as well as when I get home, you know, there are things that there's service at home. You know, I do a lot of the trash and yard work and help pick up so I can maintain a healthy environment that I like to live in. And then a few times a week, I go to an online meeting. Sometimes I go to in-person meetings. That's what works for me because I like the connection with others that are in recovery. And, you know, we're about two and a half years into a Zoom home group. And then there's also recently I've been doing drawing again online. That is That feeds my creative spirit. And so I'm getting ready to do some commissions that I have been waiting to do, but there's been a lot going on in my life. So I just, you know, I needed the time and had to get through some life events that were positive things, birthday parties, a surgery, uh, a family trip, another trip. And so now it's, it's going into fall and I can focus on that. And uh, all this stuff is like being a part of, and then even being on vacation with Janet's family that was 14 of us. And I have relationships with all the kids and grandkids, which looking back at those last days of my using, I was alone by myself. And now I have this life where I'm part of a work family. I'm part of a recovery community. And then I'm part of my parents and my relative, my close relatives lives. Fortunately, my parents are still around and then uh, Janet's family and then there's relationship with neighbors. So it really and it didn't start. I didn't get all that on day two of not using. It took some time. But it is possible. That's that's what I, I really try to share. There's hope in in getting through the uncomfortable season of quitting the substance or the behavior and letting go of it and learning how to heal trauma, grief, addiction. And then starting on this new path, what I've found is that 
this path has given me what I actually wanted when my ego was driving. And that was relationships, everyday love, support, acknowledgement, being heard, being celebrated and celebrating others, helping others, giving back, showing up, learning about awareness, learning to be more honest, more open-minded, more willingness. I mean, that's the how it works, honest, open-minded, and willingness. And so moving into this, this new decade of being 50, I'm excited because a lot of the stuff that used to cause me problems doesn't cause me problems, but there are new challenges. You know, I have to do better with freaking flossing and brushing my teeth, you know, and using a water pick and all that stuff to keep my gums healthy. And I have really have to be conscientious of my food. And recently I haven't been doing that. So in a sense, I'm calling myself out, you know, because sometimes some accountability is good for what we need as well. You know, and it's not about, it's not calling people out like you see, especially online. Oh, they called him out. They have receipts. No, it's like, hey, I noticed that this is might not be working for me right now. What can I do different? Or, you know, what if uh, there's a financial situation that may not be sustainable? Can I take a look at that? Is there... An expenditure that maybe it's just kind of a frivolous waste of money that I don't really need to be doing anymore, you know, you know, and that can go down to like extra coffees. It can go to how many streaming services do I really need? I mean, most of the time I watch Netflix or, or Amazon Prime, I search for 15 minutes, put something on for five, and then I'm done. So, like, I cancel, you know, Disney, HBO Max, and some other ones because I'm like, just throw money away. I mean, Netflix and and this is no, I'm not promoting those two. I'm just saying those are the ones I use. And, uh, but anyway, it's this vacation really gave me time to be in nature. And, uh, one of the highlights for me was we did a hike called Otter Falls and it wasn't a huge waterfall, but it was a beautiful, majestic, like magical forest where it was everything was green and everything was wet because it had been raining most of the the days leading up to that and the air was cool and once we got there there were steps down to the bottom and then myself and chris and dylan and keith all got down and you know got there in our swimsuits and got in this freezing cold mountain water but for me it's one of the reasons I love to go to the mountains because that water is so rich in minerals and energy from the earth that it just, I just feel so connected. It makes me breathe and focus and, and it makes me feel alive. And I was saying in turn, just quiet prayers to nature and thanking earth and nature for this beautiful spot to get in the waters and just kind of, cleanse myself of anything that was holding me back or making me feel less than like I am connected with nature. I'm like one with it. And what a feeling. And then when you get done with it and you're drying off, 
it's just like, wow. I mean, <laughs> it just felt like I was floating. You know, my energy and aura just was just like vibrating in a whole different level. And so the hike back was, it was great and very relaxing. And then, you know, we went back to the, the cabin and everybody had pizza and we played card games for the last night and there was a lot of laughter. So just being a part of that, all of those experiences and being able to plan something with friends like uh, my friend Jeff and his husband, Paul and I and Janet, we meet in the mountains in October and we're able to plan that kind of stuff and set some money aside to do fun stuff. Because one thing I've learned about recovery is I've got to have something to look forward to. And if you're new in recovery, look forward to the next day sober. And if you're a couple years in, you know, maybe there's something to look forward to as far as maybe a new career or a new challenge or a new fitness thing. And with a lot of recovery, you know, sometimes it's just I want to get better at not taking things personal in my intimate relationship. Or if someone says something to me, learning, hey, you know what? I don't know what's going on with this person today. That's about them. If I get upset about it, I have to take a look at why it's upsetting me. Is it bringing back some memory from my childhood or middle school when a bully kind of made me feel the same way or I felt the same way because of a bullet, you know, who knows? But those are things that recovery has given me the uh, opportunity to take a look at this stuff. I love it. Feel really good about where I'm at. Feeling really good about going into the fall. And I'm feeling really good about myself, even though I have some things that I want to work on and uh, considering making some big changes in my life going forward and more will be revealed on that. But, um, you know, I'm taking a look at taking a look at everything. Like there's a lot of material stuff I've accumulated over the years that I just don't use anymore. I'm ready to sell it, let it go, give it away. And every time I come back from the mountains, I really take a look around and I'm like, wow, do I need all this crap? I mean, do, really? I wear about the same thing every other day at work. And, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. And uh, Janet read me this thing today. She said, you know, every time you bring something new into your house, that's one more thing to manage. And I'm like, there it is. There it is. And that can be anything from a new electronic device, a new relationship a new tool, a new bite. I mean, anything new, it's another thing to manage. So just keep that in mind and, and your recovery as well, you know. Man. I have this thing on my billboard or cork board. It says forgiveness. And when I was in the mountain waters, I really was... I was kind of just acknowledging how much, how hard I am on myself. And when I'm in that water, I'm just saying, I let go of this. I release it. Because I'm not as hard on myself anymore. I'm a lot more compassionate to myself. 
And I would leave you with this. Can you practice compassion with yourself and take stock of all the assets that you have? Even if you're listening to this and you drank or used today, can you somewhere find something good within and build on that and just acknowledge it? And, you know, with some of the things that happened to me, it's no wonder I turned to drugs and alcohol. That's the validation of being heard. And I, I hear why people have chosen to regulate, whether it's drugs, alcohol, food, sex, you know, internet, whatever. But then there comes the other part of it. After being validated, it's like, now what do you want to do about it? And I do want to forgive myself. I do want to be more compassionate with myself. And just those two words, forgiveness and compassion, when I am, when I'm willing to be forg forgive myself and be compassionate with myself, I find that I'm more willing to give it to other people when they fall short or I perceive that they slighted me or someone I love and just let it go. It's not always easy. You know, there's a lot of things that I will not, it takes forever for me to let it go. And quite frankly, it pisses me off, but Thich Nhat Hanh has this book on anger. It's called Taming the Tiger. And one of the sayings about anger is, you will not be punished for your anger. You will be punished by your anger. And I can totally identify with that. Because when I'm seething and totally upset about something that's totally out of my control, no one else is upset about it except for me. And it's all about control. Like, I'm not in control of it. And as soon as I just, like, surrender, let it go, turn it over, like, see what, let's see what happens. It'll probably work out. I surrender it. Then I can just forgive it, be compassionate, and hope for the best and, and move on. Because it is exhausting. Control is exhausting. It's kind of that unquenchable thirst because you're always looking for the next thing to have some control over. So anyway, I hope you are well. If you are new in your recovery, please keep, please keep listening to podcasts and following people on social media and getting tips until you, you know, try out meetings. There's so many different options. Give them a try. Give yourself a chance. Forgive yourself. Be more compassionate to yourself and others. Recovery is possible. And I want to thank you for showing up your, for your recovery today. Much love. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to Recovery Nuggets Podcast. I want to thank our guests this week. And uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can reach out on Instagram at Recovery Nuggets Podcast. And the email is recoverynuggetspodcast at gmail.com. Also, like and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. 
And be great if you leave a five-star review. That really helps out the podcast. And I really want to thank you for showing up for your recovery today. Disclaimer, Recovery Nuggets podcast and guests are not representatives of any 12-step program. I am not a doctor, counselor, or therapist. I share my experiences, strength, and hope. Guests of the show share their personal experiences and opinions. Take what you like and leave the rest. Each person's journey in recovery is unique. Thank you for listening to Recovery Nuggets podcast.